Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Telecom Talk Show. My name is Tanya Singh Thakur, and joining us today is a special guest, Sylvia Keshish. Uh, she's the principal analyst for Enterprise at Ukla. Sylvia, why don't you just go ahead and give a sort of a brief introduction as to what you do to the listeners of our podcast? Great to be here, and thank you for inviting me um, over tonight. Um, so very quickly, I don't know if, if you heard of Ukla, but Ukla uh, is the company behind Speeddesk. And, you know, if you ever try to find out how good your internet is, you probably use the app, right? So you know, upload, sure. download. But what many people don't know, we also own dumb detector. So that's another company, great tool to find out what's going on in terms of the internet, whether the internet is down, if it's your service provider, or is it, let's say, I don't know, Instagram or LinkedIn not working. So, so that's, that's Ukla as a whole. So Ukla's mission is to make the connectivity better, faster, and more accessible to everyone. So my function within the company, I'm an analyst. I'm a telecom analyst. I look at what's going on across the different countries, you know, what's the regulation, what's the investment trends we're seeing, and then translating this to, to, to users and to readers. So for instance, looking at India, what's the of, um, what we've seen in terms of 5G spectrum auction, what the impact that could be on India as a whole uh, to the speeds, but also to the, to the general use cases and, and so on. So that's very quickly what, what I do, just trying to find, figure out what's going on in the industry as a whole. Roger, Sylvia. Uh, now, Sylvia, you know, the next uh, leap of connectivity or next generation connectivity for India would be uh, around the SATCOM industry, right? Because uh, in, while the other markets have already matured in this area, India is still, you know, at the, at the starting or early phase. Now, how soon do you think will it be commercially available, the SATCOM services for the consumers in India? Sure. So what is quite interesting tonight is that we already see satellite being offered to enterprises. So enterprises, the governments that have been use, using satellite for quite a while, the main issue is the prices. So the prices are quite yeah. steep. So therefore, you can't yeah. really you can't really yeah. afford it. But with the emergence of emergence of low orbit satellites such as Starlink, we know we all heard of Starlink. Yeah. Um, the prices are getting lower. They're not necessarily super low. You're still thinking about five hundred dollars uh, for for the equipment, yeah. and then around hundred dollars yeah. to to pay for it. But when in India, it's it's obviously very expensive. Yeah. Uh, but there's lots of um, developments happening in industry related to spectrum. So awarding spectrum in 27 and a half um, gigahertz. Yeah. Uh, but what we're seeing and what we're hearing is that the commercial availability can come as early as mid next week. So that's what we've been hearing from, from the government. That's what we've been hearing from, from, uh, from GEO, from OneWeb and, and the others. Uh, so yeah, so keep your fingers crossed. It's going to happen <laughs> sometime next year. Now, Sylvia, the million dollar question for me is, you know, you already addressed this part, which is the cost for the consumers, because India is a very price sensitive market. You know, the, the date, mobile data is already one of the most affordable uh, across the world in India. And when we talk about even the fixed broadband connections, fiber connectivity, you know, it's, it's still at a price which is quite affordable for many Indians. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, companies such as Starlink, you know, I just, for my entertainment, you know, I just compared the prices that were being offered in other countries. You know, even if they were brought down by, you know, giving subsidies or discounts, I think it would still be a very expensive affair for the Indian consumers. Now, now how do you think will the consumers react to this? 
Yeah, so it's a very good question. And satellite broadbands often confirm and put put against five uh, G fixed wise access. So what we see and what's quite interesting when you look at the US, it's one of the most developed markets in the world. Um, there is a government scheme to enable affordable internet to everybody. So rural areas, similar to India, they don't have much access to you know to to, to fix networks. So fiber networks don't reach it and, and so on. So unfortunately at the beginning, the, the prices will be steep. And we've seen this with Viasat, we've seen this with Starling, we've seen this with others in, in the US. That's not gonna, going to change. So probably it's gonna be just early adopters at the very, very start. Um, unless there's gonna be a massive change in terms of the cost, because the real cost, you think, you think about it is you need the equipment to be able to translate the the satellite signal into your home, right? So the, the base station, uh, the ground station, but also the cost of the equipment within the home, the CPE, that's, that's the idea. Uh, and then you think about, you know, the cost of data, it comes straight from the space. So, you know, it's not as cheap as providing mobile, mobile services, but as with everything with economy of scale, this will will go down the prices will go down whether or not it's going to be as expensive as cheap as as mobile data that's not a question but we've heard um one web saying that they will they will one they will try to make it uh yeah. pricing similar yeah. to to data yeah. but at the beginning at the very start as always you know that's going to be more expensive than 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 mobile now Sylvia, what can india actually learn from other matured markets when it comes to the satcom sector that's a great question. And I've been looking at this and it's quite interesting because we, every quarter, we compare the Starling performance across quite a lot of countries. So, you know, Starling at the moment is in about 37 countries and have about 400,000 customers. So that was around in June up for like over, I think, 225,000 in, in May. So not, not growing massively, right? So Starling is not growing massively. It's, it's enterprise enterprise and government services that have been in uh, operating for over a year. So very slow growth when you think about it. And the waiting list is, is massive. So when we look at how they perform in terms of speeds in, in Canada and US, they're still below um, what the fixed operators can, can offer. And, and part of it is because, you know, obviously in rural areas, but it's not also about down on double speed. The, the, the slight challenge with satellite is the latency. So, you know, uh, the latency is going to be much, much higher than what you get with fiber. You know, fiber, you pretty much you have very, very small latency with the satellite, you know, it goes quite far. So that's, that's that. But what really interesting thing is that, um, like in some countries, like in Puerto Rico, in some of the other Latin American countries, um, satellites actually faster than other fixed providers. So there's an opportunity there to make it faster. But again, um, it's still very small pockets. Um, it is quite often being subsidized. Um, so going to rural areas, ensuring that people that do not have access to, to any other infrastructure, you know, it's not really cost effective to roll out fiber in some of those uh, remote rural areas. So there's gonna be a mix of, of different things going on there. And one, one thing I want to bring your attention to, and I don't know if this is well now, is satellite has a really important role to play when it comes to 5G as well. Because as you know, fiber adoption and fiberization of, of, of 
towers. Uh, it's not necessarily very uh, very great in, in in India. So satellite as a backhaul plays a really important role in that. So you know, even we think you know we might not take a have benefit directly from satellite. The indirect benefit is, is quite good because you know you need to have that access. If you don't have the dark fiber being laid out, you need to have some sort of a backhaul. Yeah, true, Sylvia. I think the Indian government this year itself only they allowed the telecom operators to use SATCOM spectrum or SATCOM yes. services as backhaul. So I, I think that would be great for even us as consumers to experience. Uh, I mean, what sort of the difference is. Uh, but but Sylvia, you know, while it's it comes at a greater cost, what are some of the benefits that the technology promises? So well, obviously, the main benefit is being available in remote areas. So as I mentioned, rolling out uh, fiber to those areas is extremely hard. So you know, even if you want to have five G based connectivity or any other connectivity, you need to be able to extend. So, so that's the key benefit is the accessibility and availability in remote and rural areas. And then, you know, you you don't really need that much of of infrastructure be behind it. You still do need it. But uh, but again, you know, what's what's really interesting, and I think that's that's quite an interesting case uh, in the US. Uh, Starlink started offering um, satellite for um, for the camper vans. So you know, as people move, you can you can take the satellite uh, on the road with you, and wherever you go, you're gonna have access to the internet. So again, you know, the the very the very by the very nature, satellite is much easier to deploy, and you can have have pretty much anywhere. Another important thing is, and and that's that's starting to emerge, is um, the direct to phone um, satellite services. So these are emerging um, in 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 Africa, but also in the US. You have uh, the latest. Um, iPhone having actually access uh, to emergency services via satellite. And, and we've heard T-Mobile uh, in the US planning to offer also direct to, to uh, satellite communication. So satellite, not only as a broadband, but in general, as a mean of communication is becoming ever so important as we expect this always on connectivity, being connected anywhere. And then, you know, obviously it's not cost effective to roll out networks everywhere. So again, satellite, comes comes uh, comes into play as that so the the wide reach i would say is the most benefit okay well silvia you know you already touched upon this you said that 5g and uh, satellite services are going to coexist now i i would like to take your views on whether indian tsps are actually geared up for this yeah, so they're the very busy rolling out 5G, and that's something that we see um, across across the country. Um, very ambitious plans. We've seen really fast speeds. You know, we've published uh, um, an article a couple of weeks ago when we look at initial speeds between Earth and Geo in quite a few markets. And, you know, because the networks are still not fully commercial, so being tested, we can see really fast speeds in there. Obviously, with time, this this will, this will slow down. But really interesting, what we see is also the, the figuring out the best use cases. So, you know, there's also enterprise, obviously, enterprise opportunity in there and, and being able to, to offer different services, you know, with 5G standalone, as in when it comes, you can think about network slicing, private networks, enabling, you know, also different use cases, the lower latency and so on. On the consumer side, obviously, you think about gaming. We've seen like gaming and video um, being one of the key things that, that users and consumers in India 
as per our consumer survey, um, are the most interesting in, in using and then looking, um, doing it um, using 5G. Uh, so that's, that's on the 5G, but also we're seeing, you know, Hughes Communication India, which is the um, joint veteran between Hughes Networks and Barty, uh, Erta, rolling out. And, and being quite active. And they have recently, I think in October, um, launched services. And again, they already have 200,000 customers, mostly enterprise and governments, and they know they're very expensive. So there's not that much you can do in, in, on the consumer side at the moment. But you have Geo, Geo Space Technology. Again, Geo in February this year partnered with SES Luxembourg. Um, and in September, got the Department of Telecommunication approval to launch the um, broadband services as well. But it's it's there's lots of happening, you know, starting to waiting to be approved, waiting for regulatory approval. Uh, you have the Telesat, Nell co-partnering, so the Tata group in there. You have obviously Amazon just just waiting around there with the project Clipper. Um, so a lot of players trying to enter the market because obviously it's one of the largest markets. So there, there are opportunities. Um, so yeah, that's on the satellite side on the 5G, obviously very vibrant ecosystem, you know, we see already adoption starting to happen with the use cases being developed. Now, Silvia, one of the places where India is stuck at the moment is uh, related to spectrum for SADCOM companies. Now, the industry currently stands divided. You know, there are some who believe it should be administratively allocated, and then there are some who believe that it should be given via, via an auction route. Now, what are your thoughts on this? So as you said, it's it's always a very hotly uh, debated topic, yeah. and I, especially in India, we've seen it with the with the five G spectrum auction, and we've seen a yeah. lot of discussion happening uh, when the millimeter wave spectrum was being um, awarded in India. Yeah. So as you said, the uh, the industry is divided. Uh, obviously, yeah. the mobile operators want the spectrum to be auctioned, which yeah. you know it does make sense. Um, whether you know the satellite companies would much rather for this to be to be awarded. But I guess um, as in other countries, most of the time, you know, it's an auction. So probably India would follow follow the lead of, of yeah. other countries when yeah. the spectrum is actually yeah. uh, allocated uh, for, for the use. But yes, as you said, it's always hotly debated topic. Uh, and we, time will tell, but probably auction it will be. Yeah, well, that will be all from my side, Sylvia. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for letting me pick your brain and I wish you all the best for your future. Thanks, Anani. It's great to be here and, and discuss it with you this morning. Thank you.